Hello, I'm Brother Michael Langford with Old Testament Discipleship Success. Our podcast is called Discipleship Answers. This is a podcast where I answer the questions that I've received from you as it pertains to how to walk as a disciple and how to make disciples of yod heh Almighty God and of the Messiah Jesus Christ. After more than 30 years in discipleship ministry, I have received many questions from up-and-coming disciples, and by popular request, I am answering some of your questions in podcast form so that you can study on the go. Discipleship Answers generally publishes new episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays around 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, so do check back often. Today's question is given to us by Anonymous, who asked the question, Why do you believe that Paul the Apostle was not teaching against obeying the Old Testament law, since it seems pretty clear that Paul was teaching that? Again, the question is given to us by someone who wishes to remain anonymous, although, neighbor, I do thank you for your question. Before I try to answer your question in earnest, though, please let me do a couple of housekeeping things. First, let me say that I do understand and I do respect the fact that you sincerely believe what you say when you say that you believe that Paul was teaching that we should not honor the Old Testament law anymore because of Christ. I understand that you believe this. I understand why you believe that particular way, and I understand how you got there. After all, it is what the vast majority of Christianity and Christians are taught today. It is what most Bible colleges teach, and it is what some Bible passages appear to say when you do a surface reading of the Scriptures. So I place no condemnation upon you if you start out believing that Paul the Apostle was teaching against keeping God's law in the Old Testament. All of that having been said, however, I will have a problem with you if you choose to remain in that belief because the weight of biblical evidence is overwhelming that if you look at the scripture objectively, you can clearly see that Paul was clearly not teaching that believers should not honor or keep the Old Testament commandments of written scripture. This is easily visible, and it is easily understandable to anyone who is willing to look at the scripture objectively. Anyone with eyes to see, anyone with ears to hear, anyone that has a receptive heart that is good and fertile ground for the good seed of God's word, anyone with a willing and obedient attitude to what God says, should not have any problem understanding and believing the truth when the case is concisely laid out before you. Those with ears to hear, let them hear what the Holy Spirit of God says to the churches. The second issue is that there is literally a mountain of evidence that Paul the Apostle was not, repeat, was not teaching against keeping the Old Testament commandments of written scripture. I will bring you the evidence. I will lay out the case before you as plainly as I can. I will be doing that in a series of multiple podcasts and not just a single episode the way that I typically answer questions. This question is too critical to miss the answer, so I will bring you the evidence one piece at a time in multiple podcasts. So this is just one of a series of podcasts that is to come. Third, I would like to point out that Christians desperately want and need to believe that the Apostle Paul taught people, hey, reject the law. Reject God's law now because you are saved by grace and not by works. Don't obey God's law now because you're saved by grace. Disobey God on purpose. Do the opposite of God's commandments and instructions. 
and what God tells people to do because disobeying what God said to do proves that you are walking in God's grace through Christ. Disobeying God on purpose shows that you are trusting in Christ and not your own works of obedience to save you. Of course, that approach to Scripture and to God's instructions is ridiculous on its face, but that is what modern Christianity has come to because they have twisted and misunderstood Paul's words so much that that's what they believe grace means, even though Paul said it's not what he was teaching. We are now in a situation, literally, where disobeying God and doing the opposite of what God says to do has become the new definition of faith and a work of grace not to obey God. Obeying God and obeying Jesus Christ has come to be viewed as a lack of grace and a lack of faith in Christ. Many are now calling it a lack of grace or a sin to obey the Father and to obey the Savior. Man, talk about calling good that which is evil and calling evil that which is good. Folks, we are there. This garbage is happening right now in churches who are claiming to represent Almighty God and the Savior. And people are doing it don't even have enough sense to be frightened at what they're doing. Fourth, these lies that people are believing that, you know, disobeying God proves that you're trying to get saved by grace and not by works or that sort of thing. These lies are not new. These false beliefs are as old as Genesis chapter 3. These are the same old lies that the devil's been using to trap humanity since the very beginning. Let's do a quick review of the devil's lies in Genesis chapter 3. God did not really say what he said. The consequences of punishment that God said would happen to you for disobeying him will not really happen to you. You cannot rely on God's commands and instructions because they will hinder you from reaching your full potential as a human being. Don't rely on what God said. Instead, rely on your own intellect and reasoning to make your decisions. Modern churches are now believing and teaching these same lies that the devil's been using against humanity since Genesis 3. They are the same old lies. They're just dressed up in Christianese and better-looking theological clothes. But the lies are exactly the same. Lies that we've always fallen for. People are believing and walking in the same way because these lies have been brought under the umbrella of being under grace in Christ. We now accept the same lies that the devil's been using to manipulate us into sin as a mark of being educated or being an intellectual. These lies are not new. These convenient lies are as old as the third chapter of Genesis. Please don't tell me that we have advanced. Please do not tell me that we have evolved. We have hardly grown a step since Genesis. We still fall for the same old lies the devil's been telling us since the beginning. Please do not kid yourself. We know that Paul was not teaching against keeping the Old Testament law because Paul said that he was not teaching against the law. People who insist on saying that Paul was teaching that believers supposedly should not keep the Old Testament commandments are often willfully ignoring what Paul testified about his own teaching. Paul overtly testified before magistrates that he was not teaching against the law, as it is written. But this I admit to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I do serve the God of our fathers. 
believing everything that is in accordance with the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God which these men cherish themselves, that there shall be certainly a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience both before God and before men. That's in Acts 24, 14 through 16. Now, Paul overtly testified that he served the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, the God of his fathers. Flat out, there is no way to serve the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, as Paul said that he did, without guarding the Torah. Rejecting God's commandments is the biblical definition of sin, and it always has been, and it always will be. We see that in Hosea 8.1, Daniel 9.11, Isaiah 5.20-24, and again in Romans 7, 7, and in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Transgressing God's commandments, violating God's commandments, rejecting God's commandment has always been the definition of sin. Paul overtly testified that he believed everything and was in accordance with the law and the prophets. So if Paul was truly teaching, reject the law, don't obey the law. Do the opposite of what God's law teaches people to do in the Torah and in the prophets. If that is what Paul was teaching, there is no way around it. That would mean that Paul boldface lied when he said what he believed, what he practiced, and what he preached in Acts 24:14-16. If Paul was truly teaching against honoring the Torah of Yodhevavhe, that also means by definition that Paul did not truly believe everything that was in accordance with the law and the prophets because he would be preaching against Hosea 8.1, Daniel 9.11, and Isaiah 5.20-24, which means that what he said in Acts 24.14-16 would be a lie because he wouldn't be believing everything in accordance with the law and in accordance with the prophets. If he was teaching against keeping the law, there's a serious problem that most Christians will not be willing to face or to even attempt to reconcile. Paul overtly testified, quote, In view of these things, I also do my best always to maintain a blameless conscience before God and before men. Now, if Paul was truly teaching, hey, reject God's law, Don't obey God's law. Do the opposite of what God's law teaches people to do in the Torah and in the prophets. If that's what Paul was teaching, then there is no way around it. It would mean that Paul boldface lied when he testified that he did his very best to keep a clear conscience before God and before men. If Paul was actively teaching that people should reject the law of God, then by any definition, Old Testament or New Testament, Paul is promoting sin. If Paul is promoting what the Bible calls sin, that means that there is not even the remotest possibility that Paul was doing his best to keep a blameless conscience before God and before men. By any standard of objective truth, if Paul was openly promoting sin, there is no way that Paul could be doing his best to keep a clear conscience. The statement would be a bold-faced falsehood. It would be a lie. No two ways around it. Another verse that is important to look at is in Acts chapter 25, verses 7 through 10, as it is written. After Paul arrived, the Jews that had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him, which they could not prove. While Paul said in his own defense, I have committed no offense either against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar. 
But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to come up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me on these charges? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you also well know. Again, that was Acts 25, 7-10. Here Paul makes two extraordinary claims before the magistrate Festus. Quote, I have committed no offense against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against Caesar. I have done no wrong to the Jews. Once again, if Paul was truly teaching, reject the law. Don't obey the law. Do the opposite of what God's law teaches people to do in the Torah and in the prophets. If that is what Paul was truly teaching, then there is no way around it. The two statements that Paul made in Acts 25, 7-10 must be a lie. They have to be a lie. There's no way it could be true. I mean, I could correctly say that Paul had not committed offense against Caesar in those statements, but it could never correctly be said that he had not committed any offense against the law of the Jews. Neither could it be said that he had done no wrong to the Jews. If he was teaching against the law, there's no way those statements could be true in such a case. Another passage, as it is written, After three days, Paul called together those who were the leading men of the Jews and when they came together, he began saying to them, Brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. And when they had examined me, they were willing to release me because there was no ground for putting me to death. But when the Jews objected, I was forced to appeal to Caesar not that I have any accusation against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I requested to see you and speak with you. For I am wearing this chain for the sake of the hope of Israel. They said to him, We have neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brothers here repeated or spoken anything bad against you. In this testimony, the Apostle Paul now makes his sixth statement, that he was not teaching against honoring the Torah of the Old Testament. Brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, that's a big statement, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. Once again, we have the same problem with this statement that we also have in the other five. If Paul was truly teaching, hey, reject the law, don't obey the law, do the opposite of what God's law teaches people to do in the Torah and in the prophets, if that is truly what Paul was teaching, as most Christians today claim that Paul was teaching, then there is no way that the statement of Acts 28, 17-21 are telling the truth. There is no way that Paul had done nothing against the customs of his fathers. Such a statement would be a bold-faced lie. Paul's testimony and declaration could not possibly be true. Paul would be openly lying if he was teaching against the law when he said he wasn't. Again, reviewing the sixth statement, Paul clearly said that he served the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Paul clearly said that he believed everything and that he was in accordance with the law and the prophets. Paul openly said that he was doing his best to maintain a clear conscience before God and before men. Paul openly said that he had committed no offense either against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar. Paul said that he had done no wrong to the Jews. Paul said that he had done nothing against the customs of the Jewish fathers. 
So that is now six statements that Paul made in the book of Acts that he was not believing, he was not practicing, and he was not teaching, and he was not promoting against honoring the Torah of written scripture. He made six clear statements to that effect. So if Paul was in reality teaching, reject the law, don't obey the law, do the opposite of what God's law teaches people to do in the Torah, and in the prophets. If that is really what Paul was teaching, as most Christians claim he was, there's no way around it. If Paul taught against honoring the Torah of Yahweh, then that means that Paul bold-faced lies no less than six times in the book of Acts. If he was telling the truth in his own testimony, then there's no possibility that Paul was truly teaching against honoring the Torah, which would mean that Christians are misunderstanding Paul when they believe that he was teaching against honoring God's law. On the other hand, let's say Christians have it right. And Paul was teaching against keeping the commandments of the Old Testament like Christians think that he was. Then that means that Paul openly lied six times in the book of Acts when he said that he believed and was not teaching contrary to the law. If Paul was truly teaching, do not obey the commandments, as most Christians believe Paul was teaching, then there is no chance that Paul was telling the truth about what he believed about what he practiced, and about what he did when he testified in the book of Acts. If Paul was telling the truth about what he believed, practiced, and preached, then he could not have been teaching against honoring the law, because he openly said that he was not teaching against the law. On the other hand, if Paul was truly teaching, don't honor Yahweh's commandments anymore, because you're under grace, then he openly testified that he was not teaching against the commandments. That also leaves the option that Paul was lying. Now, here's the staggering implication. If Paul was lying and he was truly teaching against honoring the law when he clearly said he was not teaching that, then Paul would be lying. If Paul was a liar, he's not saved, according to Revelation 21.8. If Paul's a liar, he's teaching against the law when he says, I'm not teaching against the law. That makes him a liar. If he's a liar, he's not saved, Revelation 21.8. If he's a liar and he's not saved, then he's not a legitimate apostle and nothing he said about the law matters anyway. Problem there is that blows up two-thirds of the New Testament. On the other hand, or conversely, if Paul was telling the truth, that also means that we have to believe that Paul was not teaching people to disregard the Old Testament laws and commandments of the written scripture because he said that he was not teaching against the law. If we're going to accept Paul's words, if we're going to accept Paul and his teachings as an apostle, then we also have to accept what Paul said about what he was and wasn't teaching. And since he said he wasn't teaching against the law, now you have to decide, are you going to believe what Paul said? Or are you going to believe what the preacher said Paul said? Because Paul said, I'm not teaching against the law. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law and the prophets. So either Paul did that or Paul didn't do that. If Paul was teaching against the law, then he lied when he said he wasn't teaching against the law. If Paul was telling the truth, then you have to believe that he wasn't teaching against the law. He must have been teaching something other than what we think he was. For the record, I do believe that Paul was telling the truth. I believe that Paul is a legitimate apostle of Jesus Christ. But because I believe Paul was telling the truth, that also means that Paul could not have been teaching against honoring God's commandments in the written scripture. Because Paul repeatedly, six times, clearly said that he was not teaching against the law. He was not teaching against the customs of the people. 
Paul repeatedly said that he was not teaching contrary to the law or the prophets, which means that Christians are clearly misunderstanding Paul when they insist on using Paul to teach against honoring and against obeying God's commandments. Again, the first reason why we know that Paul wasn't teaching against the Torah, why we know he wasn't teaching against the commandments of God, is because Paul openly said, not once, not twice, but six different ways, I'm not teaching against the law. So you either believe what Paul said, or you don't. If you're going to hold up Paul as an apostle, then you have to believe and accept everything Paul said, including what he said about his own teaching. You can't just pick and choose the parts you like and ignore the rest. Since Paul said he wasn't teaching against the law, if Paul's a legitimate apostle, then he wasn't teaching against the law. He must have been teaching something else. You either believe Paul's words or you don't. You either accept everything Paul said or none of it's true. It's either all true or none of it is. Until I come to you again next time, may yod heh vav -Hey bless you and keep you. May yod heh vav -Hey make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May yod heh vav -Hey lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yahshua HaMashiach bin Yahweh, the Son of God and Prince of Peace, Amen.